Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Hey, it's Lockdown Mavericks for uh, Thursday, March 21st, episode number 100, if you know what I mean. I'm Mike Marshall. We made it. We did. We really did, man. Now we can check out. Uh, I'm Mike Marshall uh, at Machine Sports on Twitter. He is Jacob Kemp at Not Jack Kemp on Twitter. And we are brought to you by SeatGeek. Um, what they do for you is gather up all of the, uh, the available tickets that are out there in the market and put them in one spot for you, all the little brokers that you didn't know existed. And uh, don't be scared that you're not getting the best deal because they'll grade it for you. Green dot means a good deal. Red would be bad. You can click on your seat, uh, check out the sight lines. I really like the, uh, the deal score because I always worry about what's going on in, uh, you know, in other sites <laughs> um, if I'm getting taken or not. With SeatGeek, that fear is taken away. And... Uh, one great thing they also do is save you a little bit of money. Um, they're going to save you $20 every time uh, you go to, or the first time you go to uh, the SeatGeek app, um, hit the Me tab, hit enter promo code, and use the promo code LOMAVS. They will save you $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase via the app. So you're saving some money. You're getting out to an event like maybe Metallica, maybe uh, Rangers opening day, maybe maybe even Tom Petty. Who knows? But, Dude, I'll uh, tell you what. SeatGeek is a gold mine for baseball. Oh, there's no doubt. Because there's so many things available, and you, if you hit it at the right time, you're getting good seats for like 20 bucks. Yeah, and SeatGeek's like so easy to use and so simple that they send it to your phone that on your way to an event, you cannot have tickets. And on your way there, considering the Wi-Fi's available, <laughs> you could use SeatGeek and get the ticket on the way there and save 20 bucks off the top of it. It's incredible. It's amazing. Uh it's making t- made ticket buying so much easier. The and promo think, code. Yeah, hello Mavs, use it, please. And uh, new sponsor, go ahead and play the reggaeton horn. <laughs> Bodark Consulting, the fine people at Bodark.com. Spell it. B-O-W, as in uh, bow and arrow, D-A-R-K, as in the sun went down. Bodark dot com Bodart Consulting. They've been around since 2006, and they are based locally in Flomo and Flower Mound. What they do is they develop software solutions for businesses of all sizes. Whether you're that tiny one and you have like two employees, or whether you uh, you know have 1,500 employees, they can handle all that. Um, some of their specialties are web and mobile application, improving user experience and productivity. Everybody likes that. Uh, customizing and extending enterprise software packages. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds awesome. Cloud application development, systems integration, Internet of Things and automation, 
And uh, Bodark can identify the right technology solutions to accelerate your business potential. Check them out at bodark.com. You're probably clean wait- website. It really is. It's a nice looking website. That that's step number one. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> if, you, I'm, if it looked like a Lycos template, I'm not sure that Bodark would really be. Right. It's like if if you go to a look. go to a restaurant and the chef's like super skinny. Like yeah. Uh-uh, not, just ain't gonna I'm work. Not here for it. No. No, dude. They. Uh, I mean, at some point we're probably gonna need somebody like this on our uh, on our other podcast network <laughs> to figure out all the crap we're just wasting. And all the technology and uh, you know software that they can fix for us, so that we don't we'll, just waste energy. We'll use them. We will, because they're in Flower Mound. They've been around since 2006, and uh, they can help identify the right technology solutions to accelerate your business potential. Check them out at Bodark.com, and thank you for being involved with us, Bodark. We really like you guys. Been um, away for a few days, Mike. We have, man. We shouldn't sit our stars on Mondays, but um, Fridays and Mondays, what we did. Um, so Friday night, good God Almighty, um, that was maybe the most painful post-game show I've worked on uh, over at Fox as the Mavs just get their asses beat in Philadelphia. I mean, when Justin Anderson, who's, who's going to contain Justin Anderson when he gets going, you know? Well, last night, like everybody in the overtime frame is Evan Fournier, I think, just stripped him on his way to the rack. But Oh, no. Tough loss last night helps our draft position by us, of course. I mean, the 76ers, but no, uh, that was uh, that was the worst game of the year. Probably that's definitely the worst game since the Sacramento game. Yeah, and like I wanted to throw Phoenix in there, but they've been playing really good whenever they beat them last Saturday night. And they uh, lost by they lost at the buzzer. You can't count that. Yeah, that's true. Maybe the Brooklyn game the night before, <laughs> the fact that the Mavs took like took all their effort in the fourth quarter to put away Brooklyn um, Friday night before last. But, yeah, losing by 42 in Philadelphia, I was like, I don't know, they got down by like 15 or something, and I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a problem. And then uh, they started getting down by like 25, and I was like, um, you guys aren't really into it tonight, are you? And then it got to 35, and then it got to 40, and I was like, what is happening? The opposite of what I expected, too, because I thought um, – I kind of thought that Nerlens would come out, like, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and that he would have just been at the old haunts. But mm-hmm. he was pretty good early, especially. His activity was great. He had, a, like, two oops that he didn't quite finish. Um, but he posterized a couple dudes and uh, made some pretty nice plays. And, uh, yeah, he played fine. The first half was fine altogether. Um, and then, dude, it just fell the hell apart. Um, quick like, and one of the most uncomfortable things I've had to watch this season was Wesley Matthews in that game. Um, one of eight from the field, oh of five from three, two turnovers, three points total. Um, as I was on full on just tailspin Wes Matthews mode, but then Sunday, um, who doesn't love a noon game in Brooklyn? Um, as they visit the Nets again, that might wrap up their their Nets action for the season. Let me see. It does. No more Nets games for us. Um, they get a win. Um, West plays really well. 15 points. It's two or three from three. Harrison Barnes does his normal thing. Dirk with 23 and nine. And uh, J.J. Barea, probably the player of the game. Uh, 20 points, seven boards. Spazzes out with nine straight in the fourth quarter. And... Uh, you get out of Brooklyn with a win for your 30th win of the season. So now you are 30 and 39, and uh, you're currently two and a half games back of the Denver Nuggets. You're in the 10th seed in the Western Conference. 
538 has them projected to finish with 35 wins. And you think the difference between 34 and 35 wins might not matter. That's going to matter a lot. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. That's uh, the team with 34 wins and uh, gets the lowest, uh, I guess, draft position of the three teams that are going to be bundled between, like, 34 and 35. That is the Pelicans, Timberwolves, and Mavericks. Like, that's the difference between the 8th seed and the 10th or 11th seed. Pick. So this, this, yeah, this stuff really matters. Um, so I guess a little brief um, touch-up on what has been going on with the two teams that are right there with us. Uh, the Pelicans have won four of their last five with wins over Houston, Portland, uh, and Minnesota. But their next schedule, their next, uh, next looks like five, is Memphis, Houston, Denver, Utah, Dallas. So, they've got a rough patch coming up, just like we do. Um, they've been playing, I think, I, I do a lot of Pelicans games at Fox, and I think they just kind of realize that they don't have to, um, <laughs> they don't have to focus on Boogie so much. Yeah. Just kind of let, uh, just kind of let him fit in wherever he fits in. And Jordan Crawford, I don't know if there's anybody in the league that enjoys making shots more than Jordan Crawford. <laughs> like, he just loves making shots. <laughs> Like, I, I might be the next person that I name that loves making shots as much as Jordan Crawford. So they have 12 left? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, they got 12. They played 60 or nope. uh, 70, sorry. The projections I'm looking at have them going 5 and 7 and Dallas going 5 and 8, which would yep. mean Dallas would finish at 35. Minnesota and New Orleans at 34. Yep. So that would give you the 10th overall pick. That gives I you 10th. Yeah, and then. Minnesota, they were playing so well uh, at the end of February, uh, early March, um, but now they've dropped three in a row, and uh, they just they don't look right. Um, they're really frustrated at this point in the season. They've uh, they played the Pelicans the other night, and it just they didn't really <laughs> they didn't have a place in the floor with them. Like the Pelicans were substantially better. Um, so here's what's going on with the Mavericks coming up, and these next four games are going to define this entire season. Because you've got a four-game homestand, which is positive, right? Um, because the Mavs are actually pretty good at home. They're 20-15. and 15. Um, Bad news is you get the Warriors tonight. You get the fully healthy Clippers on Thursday. You get the Toronto Raptors on Saturday. And you get the Oklahoma City uh, uh, Thunder on Monday. And... Just looking at how this kind of lays out, I could definitely see them losing the next four um, at home. Granted, they can play with anybody at home. They've proven that <laughs> fairly well over the course of the season. But seven of the last nine in the season are on the road where the Mavericks play, play like crap. So if you're hoping to get the highest draft pick, if that's your motive at this point, I'm assuming you're hoping that they lose the next four and think that they're basically out of it and have nothing to play for going into that last nine. And seven of the last nine are on the road anyway, where they don't play very well. Yeah, I mean, I think if it, if if something crazy happens and they win, um, you know, three of the next four, mm-hmm. then I could see... Well, you know what? Really, at this point, there's nothing strategically for them to do differently. Yeah. Like, if they win three of the next four, will that really affect how they play the those seven road games, the seven 
you know, or the last nine. I mean, really, no, because there's nothing they can do differently. They're already playing these younger players, you know, as much as you possibly can. However, if they lose their next four games, I would not be surprised at all if Dirk plays like a lot less on the road down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Because um, I mean, one, they they are way more likely to sit him or not play him as much on the road. Uh, you know, it's the end of the year. At that point, you might end up being like, you might be mathematically eliminated if you lose four in a row. Mm-hmm. So if they're mathematically eliminated, I would not be surprised at all if you saw way more Powell, even more Measury, who's had his minutes basically taken by Noel. But Dirk is really the one, and maybe a little bit of West, but you're going to have a tough time getting him off the floor. Oh, but yeah. not playing Dirk could swing, you know, if you've got those nine games left, you know, that you could that might swing it from you end up going three and six to the difference between maybe going five and four because they're not really good teams. They're just on the road. Yeah, exactly. And um, and that's the, the difference o- between picking eighth and seventh. Yeah. <laughs> or the excuse only, me, tenth and seventh. The only thing I could see that, like, they could do um, is J.J. Bray has been bleeding into Yogi's minutes, like, really heavily. But I don't think – there's no reason to, like, not play Berea at that point. Um and to give Yogi like 35 minutes a game, it just—I don't think they would ever that would ever cross their mind. But that's the only tweak I could see. But let's play a little game of uh, which which one of the Mavericks' remaining uh, games will they actually be favored in? <laughs> uh, uh, tonight against Golden State, I think we know. Uh, Thursday against the Clippers, uh-uh. uh Saturday at home against Toronto, I don't think so. Monday at home against Oklahoma City is a is a question mark for me. Um, Probably depends on how those first three go. Yeah. Wednesday at New Orleans. I don't think so because New Orleans is playing pretty stinking well uh, in considering the Mavericks just now got their 10th road win of the season. Um, At Memphis next Friday. I don't think so. Um, So these are the two. (laughs) It's at Milwaukee on uh, April 2nd, and they're fighting for their playoff lives. Like they're going to be that desperate animal. Um, and then you've got Axe Sacramento, uh, April 4th. And the rest of them, I don't think the Mavericks are favored in. Those are the two that I can pinpoint that I think Vegas would look at and go. At, at Phoenix, April 9, maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Phoenix is in a weird spot, though, because, like, um, there's teams that are going to have 20 to 23 wins, and then there's teams that are going to have 30 to 32 Phoenix is the one that's going to have, like, 25. So I don't know if they'll be able to, like, actually – if it won't, wouldn't make sense for them to lose. Um, no, their die will be cast. They can win without worrying about it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I just wanted to give everybody a realistic if, – if you're wanting this team to lose as many games as possible and get the highest pick uh, and maybe creep into that, that top eight, the schedule might might do it for you because it's laid out like hell – um, with these next four and then the last seven and nine on the road. Um, it might just kind of be taken out of their hands. Um, uh, real quick before we go, decent uh, tournament for your Justin Jackson. Yeah, that dude can play a little bit. That I mean, dude. I think I, – I guess what I've heard is that basically he was really bad at the combine last year. Mm-hmm. And so he came back. And that's probably why he's this lowly projected. Because he's, he's projected to go anywhere between like 10th and 15th. Yeah. I mean, he's 22. Mm-hmm. 
So he will by far be the oldest player picked at that point. Whenever he's picked, he'll be the oldest player picked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he might be the oldest player picked in the first round. Yeah, nobody takes nobody ta- at least top 20. Nobody's taking anybody that's not um a freshman. Like it just it didn't make sense. I mean, you're buying into um you're paying for developing these guys your way. Um so it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, he's the only guy I can find. Jeez, I guess until Luke Kennard at 20, um, that would actually be over 20 years old. It makes uh, sense, but I also wonder if there's something too. Um, you know, if you're not picking, if, if you're picking in the top five, maybe I could see that. But if you're picking at 12 or 10, or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. even 10, that I don't know. I mean, if the guy's more ready to play, mm-hmm. and you're talking about a difference between. I'm paying for 23 to 27 as opposed to 20 to 24. I don't know if that's that big of a deal. I mean, you're probably only giving somebody a second contract anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I have really mixed feelings about that because it's kind of like just set in stone that this is the way that front offices do it now. Um, so I, I, I tap the brakes and like questioning why every single team does it like this because um, it just seems like a golden rule at this point. But you're right. If a dude is 22 and he can actually contribute next year, um, that's pretty valuable in itself. Um, like, let's get... say you have – go ahead. No, I was going to ask what games uh, did you get to see over the weekend, but you go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say if you had – you know, and he didn't play at all this weekend because a not in the tournament, but most of these mocks have, uh, have Williams ahead of him. And yep. he's three years younger. Mm-hmm. Or at least two and a half years younger, but and there's I guess they're different players in that uh Jackson's more of a wing and mm-hmm. uh Williams is more of a big, but they're both about the same size. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean Williams is a lot thicker, but still they're both about six nine. The difference is is that like we've talked about before, the difference from A and M doesn't shoot the ball at all. Mm-hmm. So if you don't shoot the ball at all and you're and you're not really like a rim protector, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have much use for you. I don't. I, I only reason I can figure that he's projected so much higher is the age thing. Yeah. No. I mean, I look at those two players and I think about what they could do in the NBA next season and the next three years, and whether they'll just get get kind of phased out. What minutes can they actually play? And I don't see any minutes for Robert Williams. Like, I don't see a scenario. I mean, it's it's going to be rookie or second year, like I don't know Dwight Powell or something like that. Like so far doesn't... in the tournament, uh, Jackson's shooting 57% from three. Damn. Five of eight That's and three of, six, three of six in that uh, Arkansas game where they came back. So I've not heard good things about Robert Williams, by the way, from uh, from Aggies. From really? Faithful, from Faithful Ags, yeah. they uh, Some dude emailed and basically said that, like, uh, if Jalil Okafer doesn't really have a place in the league, um, meet Robert Williams. <laughs> That's what I figure. I mean, I haven't seen the guy play barely at all, but that's what I figure just when I look at the – like the 20-minute package that the websites put together and then reading the reports, I'm like, well, am I missing what you're going to do with this guy? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like if, you, if you're fine with him being a bench big, yeah, you can get away with that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh, Most most good teams aren't really trying to do that. <laughs> like that's yeah. like if you're going to run your offense through a – I mean, I guess Oklahoma City is probably the one exception just because they have nothing else. Um, but running your running your second unit through – a uh, four-five hybrid that can't defend is kind of a weird deal to do. Um, Josh Jackson has been insane in the tournament. I haven't yeah, gotten to see. I don't any even Lonzo. consider him an option. No, I don't either. I'm just talking about kind of games that I got to see. 
Yeah. Um, Lonzo, I, didn't, I haven't gotten to see any of UCLA just because scheduling. Uh, I watched Tatum one game. He's rising. <laughs> so <laughs> like, if you were watching uh, Kansas, what do you think of Miles Bridges? Oh, I like State dude. I liked him a lot. I was really bummed he like strained his oblique or whatever in that game. I wanted to watch. Uh, I I'm growing. Miles Bridges is growing on me. Um, yeah, that's a dude I knew, I knew very little about before the tournament. Honestly, yeah. I mean, De'Aaron, not... De'Aaron Fox played pretty great in that second half um, against Wichita State. I so think did, he's better than Monk. <laughs> he is. I think he is for sure. Um, that defense in that game was so awesome. It just. Yeah. It's not something I see all the time, but that the defense in the Kentucky Wichita State game was intense. Dennis Smith obviously not in the tournament. We didn't do a show on Friday, so uh, Jonathan Isaac's Thursday night against Florida Gulf Coast was pretty electric. Yeah, and then they uh, who they get they, beat by? They got beat by a lower seed. Xavier, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think Xavier took him out, and he had some moments. He had some flashes, but he's obviously not. Um, I don't know, he's not like a take-over-the-game offensive guy to me yet, but he shows some moments where he's way smoother than I would anticipate. Well, and also, I kind of feel like I have a take-over-the-game guy. Yeah, uh, that's true. So, and he just, he would definitely have to become way more selfish. Yeah. But, dude, in the first game, in the, first of all, that Gulf Coast game might have been my favorite game of the tournament so far. They're it was fun just to watch. super up and down. Both teams were – I mean, I think they showed the stat before the game that they were two of the top three teams in dunks, of course, you know, that mm-hmm. with Gulf Coast. But I didn't yeah, really know that do. about Florida State. But Isaac in that game had like – I don't have it in front of me, but it, he had 18 points, I know, but it was like 18, 8, 7, and 3 or something. Damn. Like he was just everywhere. And there was a stretch of the midway through the second half where he was throwing – he threw like a, a basketball-style pass on the break – or excuse me, a football-style pass – like on the break after grabbing a rebound off of a block. Like, that dude has it all. Yeah. He's just super, super smooth. But, yes, he is a very deferential player. And then Xavier just jumped on them. And there was, you know, so my thought on that was like, all right, so after the first game, I thought if this dude does this three more times and they make it to, you know, the sweet, or the Elite Eight of the Final Four, he's not going to be there at 9 or 10. Yeah. So I kind of think it worked out perfectly where I got to see it. I got <laughs> to see it one exposure. time. And he was okay in the Xavier game. But, yeah, not too much exposure. I've seen enough to know, okay, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, move on from there. Yeah, we'll get to see uh, Lowry Markinen Thursday night against Xavier. Um, Kansas plays again on Thursday. And then Friday we'll get to see uh, Justin Jackson, our Kentucky boys. And uh, I don't think, you know, nope, the other teams don't have anybody that – is of interest, but um, all right, maybe whenever the uh, tournament's done, we'll give our uh, our favorite dudes of the tournament. But I really did like Miles Bridges. I meant to bring that up. That's uh, that guy's got something. <laughs> He's got For a sure. lot. He's got a lot in his bag. With, I mean, I, I think he probably is a th- is a three. I guess. I mean, he's kind of a guard. Yeah, he's got a lot of tools, man. He's got a lot of things you can play with. A lot of NBA type. He um, big as hell though. Yeah, he is, dude. He's got a lot of like NBA skill sets that he can like uh throw around for a dude that's you know uh 6'6-230 that can play a little ball handler and even guard like fours and fives like he's pretty special but yeah um, I'd be fired up about that one yeah all right well let's uh we'll get back at you tomorrow uh, after this uh, Golden State game and uh, maybe uh next week we'll check out some of our favorite uh, dudes from the tournament again but uh thank Bodark. you for listening. Mike Bodark.com yes. check them out 
Fix solutions. your internet stuff. Fix all your stuff that's wrong with you and and your internet solutions, technology solutions as well. All right, thanks for listening. Jacob, thank you for time. See you. takes a lot to get excited about a bag but most bags can't save you 20 percent on auto parts that's 20 percent off headlamps 20 percent off oil filters 20 percent off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent napa reusable bag so tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum three items exclusions apply offer ends 10 31 17